You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and we are on episode number 83 today of the Slow Living Podcast. And today we're going to talk about decision fatigue and not whether or not it exists, because it exists. It absolutely exists. And if you are questioning that in any way, and if you are thinking you are overwhelmed and frazzled and are doing too many things all at the same time. And you are listening to this because you want to continue to do all of the things all at the same time, but in a slow, steady, and somewhat thoughtful and sustainable way. It's going to be okay because that's what I'm here for. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, it will be dealing with decision fatigue not whether or not it exists, because it most certainly does. So I want you to take a deep breath and know that I am on your side. And I absolutely feel all of the feels that you have, but hopefully, carefully and thoughtfully together, we'll decide which feelings are actual facts and which are just thoughts that you keep having that we can kind of massage and maneuver and hopefully kind of delete them or or designate them to somebody else or just kind of dismiss. And I'm saying a lot of Ds. I am quite a fan of alliteration, always have been. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you are not fully familiar with the definition of decision fatigue, I will explain it to you, but you probably have felt it because if you are a full-fledged adult human and most of us here listening happen to be women and a good majority of us happen to be caregivers and moms, this is a given. This is just something that you have been dealing with, especially if you find yourself in kind of firefighter mode or triage mode. This is happening on a day-to-day basis, and you may not even be aware that there is a name for it, and that's why you feel the way you feel, and you feel tired, and you feel overwhelmed. So decision fatigue is the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more over the course of a day becomes worse. And that is real. So it's it's really kind of in a nutshell, it's the difficulty in making a good decision because you have made so many, you've made a vast number of decisions already. So when you're tasked to make just one more, it feels like there's just too much. And sometimes because of that, because you're not fresh and in your, your decision-making skill is, is not like 
like, so I, I love the term fully caffeinated and coherent because that's who I am early in the morning. I'm ready to go. Bring me a decision. I, I can handle it. But by 4 p.m., no, do not bring me any more decisions. I'm truly tapped out because I have made so many that by 4 p.m., I'm worried I'm going to make a wrong decision. I'm worried I'm going to make a, a, a bad mistake or, or something that's insurmountable because my brain is tired and my decision-making skills are literally fatigued. So that's where we are. And in today's society, any of us, whether or not you're working, you're staying at home, you're working part-time, if, if you're on disability, if you're on maternity leave, whomever you are, you have an overwhelming amount of choices and decisions that you're making on a daily basis. And this can be as simple as what to wear, what to eat, what route you're taking to work, what show to watch on TV. My goodness gracious, t- talk about TV. In, in a way, it was so much easier when we literally had four or five channels and you had to walk across the room to change the channel. And if something good wasn't on, you just turned off the TV and you went and you did something else. Well, now we have so much at our fingertips all of the time to sift through and to sort and to categorize and whether or not you want to purchase this streaming service or that one or or, or micromanage whether or not you are doing a three-month trial over there and you better quickly binge watch everything they offer so then you can move on to another streaming service. Just the, the sheer amount of stuff that's collected is, is just too much. It's just too much. And so whether or not you feel this on a day-to-day basis, it is just sort of building up on and on. If you're on social media, you are having teeny tiny little micro decisions constantly, whether or not you should like this post or heart that tweet or reshare with your friends and followers and whether or not you should click on this link and whether or not you should take out your credit card right now. Just all of these little teeny tiny decisions at first might seem inconsequential. Uh, And then As the day goes on, they just build up and it can be little things, little things, but over time, they're utterly exhausted to manage. And all of this makes decisioning at the end of the day, especially seem like a really big deal. And most things, most things aren't actually a big deal. Whether or not you should like this or like that or share this or share that isn't a big deal. The problem is, is we're just constantly inundated with it. And so it wears you out. So there's statistics that cite that on a normal day, women make about 35,000 little micro decisions a day. And when you add into it, how many children you have, whether or not you're managing a full-time job, whether or not you're part of the sandwich generation and you're actually caring for elderly parents or, or, or just different people in your family and you're helping them make decisions really adds up. So I have lots of different systems in place 
because I know myself and I know my body and I know my brain. And in order for me to give my all to all the people in my life, and I do give my all to all the people, I do have to care for myself first. And and we've talked about this before, that I get up early in the morning and and I feed and I water and I nurture and I stretch and I meditate and, and I do all these things for myself first in order so then I've met my needs, I can give my all to other people. That said, even... I, who know all these things and and have all of these systems in place and have really spent some time thoughtfully planning and plotting, uh, the, the days can get away from me and they can get really sort of intense and, and frazzled to the point where I just kind of want to curl up at the end of the day and not be the mom anymore, not be the adult. I want somebody else to do the decisioning for me. So I'm going to use today as an example. So I knew I knew when I woke up this morning that I had to record a podcast episode because I don't miss uh, deadlines and I knew that I wanted to record this for you. And I had the idea that I wanted to kind of talk about the mental load and, and that kind of thing. And we're gearing up towards Mother's Day. So I'm recording this in the first week of May and Mother's Day is on the calendar, and I get a lot of emails and and questions um, from people about what to tell other people to give them for Mother's Day. And it's so funny that your husband or your spouse or your in-laws or your children or your parents have asked you to tell them what to get you for Mother's Day <laughs> because it's just one more decision that you have to make. And so I sort of was thinking about that this morning when I was walking Sheldon and I was just doing all this stuff. And so I, I knew kind of that I wanted to talk a little bit about decision fatigue with you today. And, um, and so I started taking some notes. So I'm just going to sort of list out the, the kind of things that are happening in my brain right now and what today was like. That said, I'm recording this at 4.53 in the afternoon and I am just fine. So, so if you're look, listening to this and you think, oh my gosh, Steph's doing too much. This is crazy. She is coaching and teaching and speaking about slow living, but she is not following her own advice. I promise I am. I I really am in a good place and I'm just sharing because I want to point out that I'm in a good place, but not everybody is and you might not be. And so one, cut yourself some slack and two, cut the people that you love in your life some slack and cut the lady some slack who's in front of you in the grocery store and seems to just, I don't know, be taking too long and maybe you're a little impatient. You never know what someone else is going through. So this is a little bit of my day. So I am the crockpot lady, which I'm sure you probably know of. So I, I wear that hat and then I, I do coaching in the morning often. I teach uh, peace course classes. I've got one coming up this weekend. Um, I hop on coaching calls. I'm able to kind of code shift very quickly and I'm good at it. 
and I'm able to wear many different hats. And because of that, I've compartmentalized a lot of my life and, um, and I'm able to go to a full-time job where I'm Mrs. O'Day because I'm a school site secretary. And so Mrs. O'Day, as the school site secretary, is really in kind of triage and firefighter mode, which is really sort of what a busy mom does. But I end up kind of being a busy mom to 375 kids and all of the teachers and all of these students parents. So I, so I, I'm managing all of the things and I do it very well and I absolutely love it. It, it feeds my soul. And the fact that they keep paying me is just fascinating to me because I really, really enjoy it. So, so I'm, I'm in this mode and then in today, today as I'm recording this, my brain's even a little bit more frazzled than normal. And that's because my parents, my parents happened to be on vacation in Europe and they each tested positive for COVID this morning. And this is their first time having COVID and they're, they're fine. They will be just fine. But I found this out at 2 a.m. when I looked at my phone on the way to the bathroom because yes, I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom because hello, I've had three children and two of them are teenagers and living out of the house right now. So I need to just kind of be somewhat aware. <laughs> if somebody needs me, I do look at my phone. Um, I keep the phone well away from the bed. So I, I don't reach over and lie in bed and scroll phones or, or look at things because I, I do believe in having a really good sleep hygiene kind of separation but it's on the charger on the way to the bathroom. And so I flipped it over and I see all these texts from my mom, including pictures of positive COVID tests. Now, since there is a time difference, I'm realizing it's like 8-ish a.m. their time. So I go into a different room and I call my mom and, and listen to her tell me all about her and dad and testing for COVID and how it's a bad cold and they're going to be okay. And she's trying to keep me from worrying and I'm trying to keep her from worrying. And I'm also trying to keep my voice down to not wake up um, the remaining kid in my house or my husband or the dog. So all of those things are already happening at 2 a.m. So that's when my day started. So there's that. <laughs> so I was able to drift back off to sleep, but my brain is kind of percolating on that. And also my van, my, my family van seems to have died. And so we're in the middle of buying a new to us van, which is tens of thousands of dollars that I wasn't anticipating spending right this very second. And it's fine. It, it's, it's not thankfully a huge hardship we, we will be able to do this. But it was an unexpected purchase of tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm sure you have had experiences like that, that it's not something you want to do and you get it and you feel fortunate that you can make this decision, but it still kind of hurts and, <laughs> and feels kind of funkety funk. And so 
So there's that. And then the other day I decided at work, I was going to eat an acai bowl for the very first time. And I seem to be part of the population that doesn't digest acai very well. So my stomach is in this kind of burny, naughty feeling. And so then adding to that, the anxiety of worrying about my parents and my kids who are out of the house. So I worry about them and, uh, worried about the van, um, has already sort of put me in a different state. And, um, it's, it's just a lot. And so, so my oldest happens to be on a business trip, which is fantastic and exciting for her, but it means she's on the other side of the country. And then she's going to fly to, to, the, the back to the West Coast to meet up with her boyfriend and stay with him while he graduates from college. And then his parents are going to join and then they're going to drive home down the coast together. And all of this is wonderful. And he's a great guy and his parents are wonderful. And I love all of them. But I have this feeling of one, wish I was there. And two, hope everybody's okay. There's not much I can do about it except to send texts and heart emojis and thumbs up and proud of you. You're doing great. So, so there's that piece of my mom brain that's always sort of thinking about that. And then my middle daughter, my one who um, has celiac, seems to be having this recurring tonsillitis and it's not good. And so we, Adam ended up taking her to an ear, nose, throat doctor and we have um, a, a tonsillectomy. Is that how you say it? A tonsillectomy scheduled for July, which is fine. She will be fine. We have great medical insurance. Everything will be okay. But it's another something to think about. Not super thrilled about general anesthesia. Not super thrilled about scalpels in my baby girl's mouth. Um, don't like it. Don't like the idea of her taking so much antibiotics in her little baby body. I worry about that. I'm sending her probiotics while she's in college. So just all these different things that I'm still percolating on. Um, while I'm at work today, it's recess time in an elementary school office. So you can imagine the phone is ringing, the doorbell is ringing, kids are coming in for ice packs, kids are coming in because they want their ball pumped up and so-and-so looked at me funny and so-and-so pushed me and, and all of the things you can imagine. And then, uh, my cell rings and it looks like, uh, my youngest, her ears were bothering her at school, and so she's now sitting in her elementary, her middle school um, office. So I, I leave my desk to go get her and bring her home, and then on my lunch break, I drive and pick up antibiotics for her for an ear infection. And, and so all of this is happening, and even though... I had the great idea this morning of sticking to my protein drinks that I packed and a, a homemade salad. Since I delayed, 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 delayed serving my own needs, I walked right on in after doing all these things and it's now 1.15. I walked right into that staff room and I scarfed down a whole bunch of cookies and a whole bunch of potato chips and then have that sort of kind of shame spiral thought pattern of, gosh, Steph, you couldn't even stick to your own eating plan and, 
and just that kind of, those kind of thoughts that, w- that we've all had. Um, but I also have this other thought of, I should know better. Um, and, and, and so that, so that's just a whole other thing. And then to top it all off, just because I'm oversharing, um, I probably got scammed and ghosted by this lady who reached out to me and said she was a single mom of three kids and she liked my work and she wanted to be a social media manager and she would do this, this, this. And it sounded, um, it sounded like she would alleviate a lot of stress and pressure that I put on myself of posting to social media and I don't like social media. So this woman gave me what I thought was the gift of taking it all off my plate, but it turns out she was not fully legit. And I did send her some money through PayPal friends and family, which I will never, ever, 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 ever see again. And again, it's fine. It, it's not going to make or break me. It, it's fine. It, it's a setback. It's disappointing. I'm annoyed at myself for falling for it, but I'm also super aware of how it happened, of how I let my guard down, of how I was exposed in a vulnerable way and was taken advantage of because the, the idea of helping uh, another mom, a single mom, who told me this sob story and said she could help me, and, and I do want help, I did want help, I jumped at it. And when she said, oh, don't send it through PayPal business, send it through PayPal friends and family, that's a red flag. I know that's a red flag. It's not cool. I recorded a few different episodes on not following, not falling for internet scams. Episode 70 with Ryan Lee, don't fall for scams. And here I am, totally fell for one last week. Totally am regretting it. Embarrassed, disappointed in myself, but it happened. Why did it happen? Because of this, because of this sort of decision fatigue. Because all of the things that I just told you are in my brain and I'm dealing with them right now, along with being a good employee, along with being cheerful and friendly and kind to every single person who crosses my path and and being a helper and being a giver and being a caretaker to all of the things, that's what happens. So think about it in your day-to-day. Maybe you snap under pressure. Maybe you lash out and then have major remorse and guilt and kind of regret and and this sort of like hangover-y feeling where you know you made a mistake and now you have to go make amends. And that is what this mental load is. That is what decision fatigue feels like in your body. And I am not perfect. You just heard, you just heard my day. And I think you could agree that does not sound fun. But it's all gonna be okay because I know that tomorrow's a new day. And it was just a bad day. I recorded an episode a while ago on dealing with the bare minimum and figuring out what your bare minimum was. And that is really. It's just kind of a powerful 
just sort of idea. So let's see, that is number 53. So figuring out what your bare minimum is. When you're tired, when you're exhausted, when you are just not feeling like you can do anything more and you have no more to give, figure out what you can do to still climb into bed at the end of the night and not kind of mentally flagellate yourself and, and beat yourself up. You'll, you'll feel like, you know, I really wasn't feeling it today. And that's okay because I'm not a spreadsheet and not every day is exactly the same. And my line graph doesn't need to constantly go up, up, up. It's okay to flatline. It's okay to dip once in a while because this is real life. And real life has ups and downs and all arounds. And real life has often a lot, a lot thrown at you. So there, there's this sort of religious quote that um, gets thrown around saying, God doesn't give you more than you can handle or more than you can bear. And I used to agree with that. Um, and I think if you continue putting one foot in front of the other and going, you can adopt that mindset of just kind of trudging along and, and doing the things. But sometimes acknowledging that this is all just way too much and I am one person and I need help. And yes, maybe God doesn't give us much more than what we can bear, but what I'm holding on to right now is really heavy and I need help and, and I need someone else to, to shoulder this burden with me um, is really powerful. And it's really important for you to acknowledge because when you ignore the exhaustion for too long and you ignore the sort of feeling of being put out and um, maybe taken advantage of even, maybe, maybe you might even actually feel that way, that others are taking advantage of you because you always pick up the slack. Um, it's a... I, I just, I just want you to know that telling yourself that, that you can handle it and God won't give you more than you can bear is dismissive at times of your thoughts and your feelings. And it might not be accurate and it might not be true because sometimes too much gets doled out and it's okay to acknowledge it. And it's okay to ask for help. As always, I'm here. If you think I can be of help, reach out to me. If you think building up strategies and systems in your day-to-day -day life would be of value to you, look at the course offerings and Simple Shortcuts to Peace. And if you have questions, reach out to me. If you want to hop on a, a free consultation call to see where you're at, reach out to me. I'll send you a calendar invite. If you want to find the calendar invite on your own, I know it's linked on the mindset page, which is stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. But, but just know this is real and it's something to be acknowledged and you are most certainly, certainly 
not alone. Before I log off, I want to thank you for listening. And I want to really sort of give a shout out to a commenter. And I had said an episode or two ago that if you leave a comment, I would read it out loud and then email me and I will give you a a PDF digital download of any of my offerings, whichever one you want. Totally fine. Just let me know. And I'm happy to do that. But Murphy at 817 wrote, Here I was, still thinking of Stephanie O'Day as solely the queen of the slow cooker. Imagine my delight to discover that she is now applying her considerate intelligence, humor, and communication skills to a much more important aim, slowing down. What a gift to women and moms everywhere. Well, thank you. Murphy817. So email me, steph at stephanieoday.com. Tell me that is you, and I will send off a digital download of your choice. I'm happy. Um, I'm happy to help, and I'm happy that you're here, and I'm just so thankful to have real people out there and, um, and to know that I'm not alone in my thoughts and my feelings and that the, the, the slow living tribe, the slow living society is growing one person at a time. And I really do kind of have this kind of grandiose idea that when the world slows down, it will be kinder and gentler and calmer. And that's the world I want my kids to be in. And that's the world I want your kids to be in and our future grandchildren to be in. Because this go, 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 more, 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 average isn't good enough, got to be the best of the best, got to crush it. it it's, it's just not fun and it's not healthy and it's not sustainable and it, it's just not a place I want to be on a day-to-day basis. All right, pretty people, give yourself hugs and love and I will talk to you again next week. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.